0: part four chapter twenty seven of martin Schuler by romer wilson this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four schwarzwald chapter twenty seven that night after dinner martin went out he seemed to disappear into the forest when he had gone wolf could not believe that he would ever come back and walked in a nervous rage from the top of the house to the bottom it seemed to him that no person intimately associated with martin Schuler could possibly avoid becoming enslaved by him he went into the art study and arranged those papers which he knew were not sacred he went into the dressing-room and hated the valet who looked after the clothes he walked into the bedroom a large portrait of sophie von zebalt stood on the table beside the peasant art bed another more elaborate tinted after the photographer's idea of color hung on the bare wooden wall surmounted by an old laurel wreath a remnant of the gala performance of the saddest singer he stood a moment beside the table in the window where the personal knick-knacks lay and desired very much to take away something as a memento for he knew that it was very unlikely that martin would ever give him anything his simple personality was capable of very strong feelings and in particular he had the bitterest sense of rivalry he hated sophie with the whole of his emotion of hate she seemed neither good nor beautiful to him he thought her on the contrary selfish spoiled petty and vain although he hated fiercely in the silence that he had so much of all martin's friends except the countess ardstein he very much wanted a companion to whom he could communicate his sentiments and who would share them at the art villa his passion of jealousy was three times fiercer than in berlin His position in Berlin was so inferior to that of Schuler's other associates that it seemed irrational to be over-angry, but here he felt himself proprietor of loneliness, and any third person whose presence made his absence from the dinner-table and the private smoking-room necessary was a maddening intruder. He spent a great deal of his time with Martin, who found loneliness, in those moments when he was not at work, very unpleasant he sat down in a chair in his master's room and asked himself if there had ever been so extraordinary a person as martin Schuler, one whose brutality was absolutely negatived by the most wonderful charm for he seemed to him to be the most charming and fascinating man that could possibly have existed wolf's face lost its look of everyday life and all that was best in him came to the surface such small share of divinity as he had made a faint halo in the dusk of the room he was very tired the demand made upon him that evening to simulate enthusiasm seemed to have taken his vitality he was uneasy when he thought of that manuscript downstairs he could not believe in spite of his belief in its creator his imagination could not create extraordinary phantoms of unproduced works he had to see the whole to believe in it he sat in the chair upstairs lost in thoughts which were human and simple his hands were folded in front of him his face stuck forward his head a little on one side the muscles of his face were relaxed as if in sleep presently he got up shook himself like a dog and went downstairs again martin was standing in the doorway that led out of the house at any rate he had come back this time martin turned around as he heard his steps and said you read pleasantly wolf read to me let us sit here and read wolf went towards the door of the smoking-room what do you prefer he said martin walked over to a cane chair and sat down something soothing something accommodating ibsen i think or hans anderson's fairy tales wolf was not in the mood to smile at the idea that rosmer's home or hedda gabler were particularly soothing they seemed soothing to him because he understood martin's meaning he went into the library and came back with seven or eight volumes he sat down you do not like tolstoy he asked bending over the pile of books which he had put on the floor martin had lit a cigarette what for instance tolstoy seems to have written about a thousand books the cossacks said wolf picking up a small volume is it soothing yes wolf was conscious of altering the meaning of words it is soothing very well martin lay further back in his chair but first i choose to be read the ice maiden that is what i have been thinking of all day what had occurred to him in the forest wolf could not guess only he had a sensation that martin was changed that he had ceased to be a man of the world it was not because he asked for fairy stories to be read to him that he seemed changed it was partly because his manner was different and his appearance a little less brilliant he seemed to have become less hard less vivacious less energetic it would have surprised wolf but he could not have said why if martin had broken into one of his frequent irrational bursts of sarcasm or said anything witty a vague fear seized upon him that he was ill and he could hardly induce himself to find the pages of the swiss story well the ice maiden my old wolf said martin impatiently read slowly the descriptions of the scenery especially those parts referring to the bernice oberland i shall never go there again i believe it is seven years since i was there have you been to switzerland he spoke slowly and seemed tired and dreamy i went once when i was at cambridge in england for winter sports answered wolf and he got up to turn on the electric light leave them a little longer said martin and wolf sat down again patiently you have never been there in june never you have never smelled the torrent of the jungfrau swollen with melting snow nor seen the flowers in the woods at interlaken no nor ever sat behind the monastery church with your girl i had a girl in those days wolf whose heart had frequently been touched was sympathetic he agreed with martin's unspoken thought that sophie was not to be classed with the girls of romance i was a fool continued martin i loved to the exclusion of everything else i certainly wasted a whole year on love wolf moved a little nearer to him It was ghostly and queer in the darkness of that forest house reminiscences always made him apprehensive of phantoms in which he did not believe i do not care for any of that sort of thing now i find my heart is as cold as water affection and sympathy are worth passion a thousand times over passion is nothing unless you are twenty now read to me read to me read with a shaded light that i may lie in the dark and know again the whole of those days at lauterbrunnen and beside lake wolf did as he was told and began to read and martin having lit a cigar lay back into the brown shadows and fell to dreaming of his new work until the murmuring sound of wolf's voice sent him to sleep never again did he discuss himself with anybody introspection and self-dissection were not proper to him end of part 4 chapter 27 recording by expatriate in bangor maine